0: number 90, Back from the Dead. And with me I have my ghostly associates Alex Jedrazak, Jeff Nemeth, Shannon Hoover, newcomer Stefano, Anna Brunarski, and Nathaniel Hoover. Everyone, introduce yourselves.
1: Isn't this a little late I
2: think need for to
1: put That on a little That was the longest need to go intro. I Isn't this a little late I don't think for it a spooky, long enough. spooky halloween? It's
0: one day, Jetty. Halloween was, was less than 24 hours ago for anyone listening. Someone
3: for, is going to make a complaint about
4: it. Well, by then we might as well do a Christmas theme.
0: <laughs> no, you're not <laughs> skipping Thanksgiving. I will not allow it. We, we could, could you, you know, throw- and I will not see it overshadowed. Next podcast is Thanksgiving themed podcast.
3: We'll I got it now. We'll, we'll throw in some, you know, fan art of Nightmare Before Christmas.
0: All right, everybody, we got
1: Halloween and Christmas.
0: Introduce yourselves, everyone.
1: I am Alex Jedpire Jedrezak, jeditor in chief of Gamecola.net.
3: <laughs> I guess I will go next. Um, I'm Jeff. I play games i write about games and occasionally i make games and i work at a GameStop. Yay. yay
1: <laughs> was very spooky yeah just a very was... spooky name <laughs> <laughs> i should change the bob i'm shannon
5: boover and i'm a staff writer for game and occasional
6: podcaster i'm stefano and uh i'm the newcomer i'm
4: nathaniel who Pumpkin-ver, and <laughs> I'm not very good at Halloween. <laughs>
2: I'm Anna Bernarski. I am master of all things spooky. I completely
3: forgot how we were supposed to introduce ourselves with spooky names.
2: <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I just
0: introduced myself intra- to my deuce. Um, <laughs> Introduced <laughs> myself with a spooky voice. Um, you know,
1: I could have said something like Jed Dracula or like <laughs> Dracula. Because see, like Jed Pyre. Then like Dracula <laughs> <laughs> I missed my grand opportunity. Is, is, is that, that like
2: for
3: like, no. lactose?
2: Podcast ninety, lactose? take number two. No, must we'll keep going.
3: We'll do it live. All right.
2: <laughs> yeah. Alright,
0: here. Let's go. So this is this has actually been something um it this is sort of Halloween because I was playing I was you might have heard on other podcasts. That I've been working through Shovel Knight, and I finished both Shovel Knight and the expanded Plague Knight DLC, which is a little more spooky, appropriate. Um, both of which I really liked. But one of the things that came into my mind, so in one of the Plague Knight battles in particular, there's a there's a boss fight, and I'll keep it as little spoilers as possible. But there's a boss fight where one uh, as you like go on. There's a section where the boss like. Gets bombs and blows up middle sections of the stage that you can fall in and instant die. And I really didn't like that. And I was trying, well, at my immediate reac- reaction was, uh, no boss fight should ever have instant death in them. Just never. It's a terrible idea. And then I thought about all the boss fights that did have instant death in them that I was okay with, like Bubble Man. Oh, so I was wondering, for the uh, staff's consideration, uh, how do you feel about instant death? like, opportunities in boss fights. Wait, 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 wait. Just
4: as a general game design principle, the easier it is to fail, the lower the penalty should be, and the harder it is to fail... The harsher the penalty should be, just as a general rule, like, that doesn't always need to be true. But with boss battles, if you're going to do something that instantly kills somebody in the middle of it, it should be easy enough to avoid. They should telegraph it, or it should be something that's very unlikely to happen. So I actually just came across a very similar situation. I'm playing through Mega Man Rock Force, a fan game. And without trying to spoil anything, there's one boss that, out of nowhere suddenly dives at you where you're standing and breaks the floor and you fall through the floor and there's no foreknowledge of this there's nothing that shows you that this floor can be busted through there's nothing that suggests the boss is going to do anything remotely close to that it's just oh and now i'm instantly dead and that ticks me off to no end so that kind of thing very unpleasant but i know that there are other bosses and they're not coming to mind right at the moment I'm sure which, somebody else can help me out here, that are actually okay to have instant death because you can kind of see it coming. Hey, um, which boss was that? I'm trying to remember. Well, I'm trying not to spoil it, so I won't say anything. Oh, well,
3: I've already played it, so you can spoil not it to for me. for you,
0: for the audience.
4: it to me. You're not the only me. person listening to this
3: podcast.
0: You can say it, and I'll, say it now, and I'll edit it out.
3: Okay, it's... Oh, well, that probably explains it. There you go. And B, I thought of another boss from uh, Mega Man Unlimited who kind of has that same concept, you know, where he can instantly die. Only difference is he's got, like, this explosive stuff in the top of his head. And if you shoot him at the upper part of his body, it actually, he starts glowing. After he takes a few shots and he blows up and kills both of you. So I sort of get what you're getting there at.
0: Because that's, yeah, that's like play, like, you have to, it's... It's something like you that have you
3: have to can... shoot him at the lower part of the body in order to actually defeat him. And that's also gives you, like, a, oh, I shouldn't be doing that because he's glowing. Hmm, huh, wonder. Mm-hmm. Like, you learn from your mistakes. Mm-hmm. Not that, like, you shoot him only once and boom, you're dead.
0: I guess another way to balance it out is to, like, make it so that the only way, like, the only way that you can lose the fight is the instant death. Like, I'm thinking of Yoshi's Island where one of the bosses is like this. This goo thing that moves towards you, and um, it can't like even if you run into it, it can't damage you. You just bounce off of it. But the idea is that it's con- it's constantly scooting forward. If you let it get enough ground, then you fall off the stage and in instant die. But you there's you don't also have to deal with worrying about damage, and stuff like that. Like, you can just focus on that one aspect. And so it's not it's not as big a deal as, say, like, a game where there's a, you have to start the whole level over and there's an instant death boss. But
5: in that example, do they show you that the stage has an end and that you will fall off if it gets close?
0: Yes, yes. See, like... that's
5: the thing. They need to let you know so mm-hmm. that it's not a cheap shot. I'm not mm-hmm. okay with cheap shot deaths. Where you can't see them coming and it's you can't avoid them, and it's just oh I'm dead now, so I need to play that whole level over again.
6: Yeah, like if they're gonna have an instant death attack, it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be indicated, but at least don't make me play the entire stage over and over and over again. I think
0: that's why like so for something like like a final boss, it might be better because a lot of the time final bosses are like their own stage, so like if you die at a final boss, a lot of the time. You don't have to go through an entire stage to get back to them if you get a game over. You can just start right at the boss again. So it's not as big a deal because you can just get right back into it. Even though it still might be frustrating, it's not as like it doesn't. It's more frustrating than it is cheap. Even though it could still be a little cheap, you could still des- you could still design it to be cheap. But there's a little bit more of a threshold, I would think. Yep. <laughs> a threshold. Good podcast, everybody. (laughs) So thank you for this coming to this edition of... Six
4: people and we've run out of topics after the first one. Well done.
3: Um, I kind of have one. It's more vague, though, but, I mean, what are your thoughts on horror games now? Do you think they've gotten better over the years or do you think they're just slacking or lacking
1: any... I don't play
2: horror games, sorry.
1: Yeah, I haven't really, like... I don't really keep up that much with new games, but I guess, um... I've seen so much of a shift from, like, I guess, horror to just, like, jump scares. I think we were talking about this recently.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: We were talking um, about what makes a game scary. Yeah, that was what it was. Pot- that was a couple
1: podcasts
0: back. But we didn't really end up talking about horror games. We just talked about, we talked more about spooky things in games. <laughs> not ne- not ne- Some of them were horror games, but it wasn't necessarily in horror games, just spooky things or things that made us nerves.
3: <laughs> yeah it seems like a lot of the horror games that i've either seen or played it seems like they rely more on jump scares more than anything
1: well, i don't like i just... haven't oh no i was just gonna say like i haven't played a uh like a silent hill since the first one so
5: but i I think it's more than jump scares it's jump scares and also just gross out factor there's not as much cleverness and psychological horror out there from what i've seen there could be not
6: in the uh at least not in the mainstream games. Yeah,
5: not in the mainstream. Mm.
3: Just well, with mainstream, it could be maybe also be like a factor of choice. Like you're given an option, and depending on what it is, it affects the stories and the characters. Kind of like you see in Until Dawn, that new zombie game that came out. Occasionally, you get to choose like what you want to do with the character, and that affects how the character and story goes. You could have like some characters die one way, or they'll die in another. It just all depends on how you choose.
5: I just I miss the horror games where it's all atmospheric, where there may not even be an enemy there, but you're expecting something to be there because the overall the music and the graphics is just building to something super creepy. And there's not a lot of gore, just a lot of playing with your mind. And I don't think that those are out there as much anymore.
4: Well, do you have an example of a one that's done well that you've liked?
3: Well, maybe it's, you know, that it worked, like, a while back, but think about how our generation is now, and that maybe it just doesn't work anymore. You mean scary of... games in general? No, like, um, after a while, if you play out a certain gimmick a certain amount of times, people just get used to it. Like, you come to expect this certain thing happening, and they're like, oh, there's, uh, there's some build-up here, maybe something is gonna happen,
2: mm.
3: or there's it's dark here and I can't see what's going on maybe something will pop out it's just like you've seen it so many times that you start to expect what's gonna happen and it doesn't even scare you anymore
0: see that that doesn't happen for me I'm 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 still scared I'm still scared even if like you could tell me like like I sometimes I'll go into like people playing horror games and I'll, like, look up the time, like, someone will post in the comments, like, the time codes of when all the scary things happen. <laughs> and even then, I'm, like, sitting, I'm, like, is it covered? It's covered. I know. It's, it's, at you know, 9.13, It's there's going to be a jump scare. The 9.13, there's a jump scare. Like, ah! Or they could
3: just be jerks and, you know, put, like, three seconds before that. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> but, but, I mean, it's, like... To me, it's like even that, like those things that you mentioned, like, oh, there's a dark spot. Maybe there's going to be something scary there. That's part of it. Like that is, is there going to be something scary this time? Like I'm thinking of PT, uh, which stands for playable teaser, but it was like sort of a Silent Hill. It was made by the people who made Silent Hill. Uh, and it, But like going through it, I didn't play it. I watched people play it because I am a pansy. But one of the things about it was, like, you'd go through it, and you there were times where you would walk through, and absolutely nothing would happen. And it's, you, like, sorry to give for anyone who hasn't seen P.T., um, basically what happens is, the, the general idea is that, like, we walk through it, out a door, down a corridor, then you, like, turn right and walk down another corridor that, like, goes to the, there's, like, a front door and, like, a second stair banister, and you walk there and then you go through another door. Like you go down some stairs and then when you go through that door, you end up at the first hallway again. And you just go through that a whole bunch of times and different things happen each time. Different spooky things happen each time you go through. Um and like based on your actions, you sort of advance it. Um until this spooky scary thing happens. Uh, either you beat it or a spooky scary thing happens and you die. But well, I think like... oh, finish what you're saying. Oh yeah, it's just so like a lot of the time though. Like, you know, a door might open and there's like a crack in it. And you're like, uh, there's a crack in the door. Is something going to come jump out at me. But then you walk by and nothing happens. But you're still so like it sets up a precedent of if something jumped out of the door every time it opened, then you'd be like, oh, the door is cracked. Something's going to jump out at me. But by doing it, like only sometimes you're like, well, I don't know. Like, even though, you know, like something could jump out, it's like you're still not 100 percent sure. So like a lot of those I guess a key point to some of those tells is not always acting on them. I don't See, that, know what my original. That's more
5: point what was. I was getting at was setting up that atmosphere of you just don't know and having it play with your psychology more than with oh here's you know gore and blood.
6: Yeah, like a lot of the more mainstream horror games are either oh look at all these this gore and blood or hey here's a bunch of spooky things shoot them with guns.
0: But, I mean, is that the case? Because uh, speaking as someone who doesn't actually play any of them and only sort of hears about them, it seems to me like the ones that are more popular tend to be the ones that, as far as I'm aware, kind of gravitate towards more of those. Like, And your actual, however much you like these games may vary, but the ones that I've seen that seem to have been popular are... The Amnesia series, PT was popular when it came out. Five Nights at Freddy's, uh, there was one more. What was the other one? That might be all that I can remember right now. But those were those were ones that were very popular, and they didn't seem very, it, I mean, I, there might have been some bloody stuff in there, but a lot of it was like, like, I'm pretty sure in Amnesia, you don't shoot people with guns, so maybe there's a lot of horror games coming out, but I feel like the ones that get popular are the ones that sort of... Avoid going up. This is blood and guts, so therefore scary.
5: Well, I just think of like the Resident Evil games And yes, there is some psychological and there is some jump-scaring, but a lot of the time it's just Shoot a bunch of zombies. Hey look more zombies shoot some zombies. That's what I
6: was referring to. It's like the uh, earlier Resident Evil games it's more about, like, here's the zombies, then you only have a limited amount of ammo. And then it's like, what's going to happen next? Is there going to be a zombie? I sure hope not because I'm almost dead and I have, like, one bullet left. And in the newer ones, it's just shoot a bunch of zombies. It's,
0: uh, not to be a contrarian about something I know nothing about, which is what I seem to be doing right now. But, um. You're wrong. <laughs> no. But, like, to me, I mean, it... yeah, like, yes, it's frustrating. I because, like, those are good horror game series that sort of have become not horror games anymore. They've become... It sounds like what has happened is they become more, like, action-oriented games. But I guess there's, like... It's, to me, like, it's... There's still good horror games these days. They're just not in the same series that they used to be. And a lot of the good horror series that used to be good horror series have moved away to become more action-oriented to sort of appeal to a broader audience maybe is that is that an okay thing to say when i know nothing about this topic i don't know why i keep talking
6: Mm. (laughs) i think that is a good statement to make
5: yeah i think they've started blending a little bit with the first person shooter genre and kind of just become generic actiony warfare style games so I think that's a pretty fair
1: assessment.
4: What about the Walking Dead game? Has anybody played that one? The adventure game? I know that at least one <laughs> no. or two people on staff have, but maybe not <laughs> accounted for well,
1: here. I think it's like Paul Friend's <laughs> and. I was gonna say, yeah, that sounds like a very. I think
4: Diana's place. doing a playthrough of that.
1: Yeah.
0: Again, uh, my my impression again is I keep talking about things I know nothing, know very little about. But my impression of those games is that they're less. It would be less horror and more thriller, if that makes sense. There's lots of moments of really big suspense, but it's not, like, as scary. Like I, the, the distinction between horror and thrill in general, I think, is a very subtle one. But I think that's what it would be more characterized as. I'm not sure, though.
4: Well, I think even the names of the genres themselves kind of give it away. Thrillers are to thrill... Of that exhilaration of wow, I can't believe all this is going on. This is such a rush and horror is I'm horrified at what's going on here I'm recoiling and repulsing. So I think probably just you know, if we're going to talk about it in, in motion terms thrillers are ones that you lean into and horror games are ones that you lean away from
0: yeah, and it seems like the the Walking Dead ones are ones where it's a very much a lean-into kind of thing, where you're like, I really care about this, and I'm invested, and I want to make the best outcome, and I'm worried that that's not going to happen because of I make the wrong decision. Again, though, I haven't ever played the games, so take my podcast listeners, take my opinions with a
6: grain of salt. <laughs> yep. Then you get salty opinions. <laughs> Joseph Martin
1: Salted Opinions. No, well, it's possible size. that
5: there are good horror games out there, and we just don't know about them yet, or haven't played them yet. So, People should leave comments job? on this podcast telling us what horror games we should check out that we didn't know about.
3: Ooh, I thought we were the masters of non-mainstream gaming.
0: Right, that's why we don't know which horror games are popular.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Oh, um, actually... Actually... Jetty has an actually. Indeed I do. A wild actually. Jetty said actually. It must be
0: a podcast topic.
1: Wait, what was it? The secret word? The secret slime word, is.
0: I was thinking, I was going more along with a a pup named Scooby-Doo where like a regular line was, Velma said jinkies. It must be a clue.
1: No, No, I was thinking of um, the secret word on Pee-wee Herman's Playhouse. Oh, that's another good way to go. (laughs) Uh,
0: Actually is a pretty boring
1: secret word, though.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The secret word is actually.
1: Uh, (laughs) Anyway. Thank you. So we have... No, we don't. I'm sorry, um, I, I was going to say two, but the thing is is that this other one has been around... Oh, no, I guess it's not been that long. It's been around since, like, July. We have mail.
0: Oh, fan
2: mail! yes.
1: All, all that suspense. Was it a thriller? Was it... Um, I hope I it's not comedy. horror. Romantic comedy? Is that what you said? <laughs> I might have. So here's the thing. Number one, has anyone here played Zero Escape? <laughs> well, there's the comedy. <laughs> Cause, okay, like this. This one's been sitting here since like July. There <laughs> was a question. What, year twelve. I don't know if they say is zero
0: escape. N- is zero escape nine 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 or a ten ten ten?
4: Well, zero escape <laughs> 10, technically 10, 10. is the series. Uh, uh, for those of you not in the loop, we've had a, a perpetual in prog- perpetually in-progress playthrough of the second Zero Escape Virtue's Last Reward going on the Gamecola YouTube channel, GC.net. And we did a full playthrough of the original game, 999, 9 person, 9 doors, 9, nine numbers, too many nine,
6: to I think it's 9 hours, 9 persons, 9 doors. Yeah, that sounds something like it. It's been a while since so, I played it. So...
1: Yes, there's been this one and they cuz hold on. The first line is Zero Escape 3 was announced today. <laughs> you guys are so bad at this.
2: <laughs>
1: you get the mail. so okay, we also have an email from No Lynch which we can actually read on this podcast. Okay. It's safe for work? It might be.
4: Well, you said like that we can actually read on this podcast one oh, oh. well, the other ones that we can't. That's where the romantic part of the romantic comedy comes from.
1: I realized. So speaking of romance, did anyone see the recent "Be careful what you search for"?
0: Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't remember which thing no. you're referring to, though. Like which which panel? Now I have to look.
4: I was about can... number seventy-seven. Yes.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. But I mean, like which panel? Oh, Miles! What a surprise seeing you here," she said, <laughs> cracking her whip. Uh, I remember that one. I didn't read all of that, but now I feel like I should have. I guess I just realized, like, after posting it, that, like, it was supposed to be Edgeworth kissing Franziska fanfiction, and that did not specifically happen. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Got other
0: priorities, it's okay.
1: Terence. just kind of started going, and that's where it ended up, so. I like how Terrence
0: hand wrote it, like, or mouse wrote it, too. Like, it's not text. Like, Terrence did every single letter.
1: Terence done that before. There was another one that was, like, Carmen San Diego something fan fiction, like, I don't remember, but, yes, I, I mean, Terrence. Terence did it. I was going to correct you, thank you. Yes. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so we have fan mail from no lynch yes do we want to do we want to read
0: yeah let's give it a read
1: okay so so i heard you like emails with a z i
0: don't know where you heard that we haven't read one in the, <laughs> <laughs> since, since july apparently
1: hey guess what it's me again oh. <laughs> hi hi, hi no lynch self-proclaimed oh, hi. self-proclaimed friend of the cola and site proclaimed Game Cola Superfan. Writing said another that? The site did. The did they ever proclaim it? The site itself Is it on the game... wiki? <laughs> I think it may be actually. I think we actually I think I think we do at some point on the wiki say Game Cola Superfan, no lynch. Um Good. maybe on the part about fan submissions. Writing another podcast email to try to keep the embers burning at Game Cola fan HQ. AKA the big cardboard box positioned outside the back door of the Game Cola <laughs> office building. Please don't tell the security about that, though. They've got my number about hanging around enough as it is. But you don't care about me, so let's see what I can do for you. Thank you. Answers. He starts off with answers. <laughs> oh, that's Playing right. Now? That's it
6: right.
1: Is. It is. He says Game Cola traditions for 400. <laughs> 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 Last podcast. We
0: specified that the people could, when we, the people emailed us, they could ask questions or send us answers, and we'd come yeah. up with our own questions.
1: It all comes full circle. So Game Cola Traditions for 400 A winter event yeah, where Matt right. Jonas is locked in a tall tower for five-plus consecutive hours and forced to play Christmas-themed <sighs> video games for the enjoyment of a live digital studio audience. Saturday.
0: <laughs> no 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 nathaniel they're talking about he's talking about the one that we post
1: uh,
5: the ho 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 halloween cast no that's
0: that's uh... the ho ho holiday
4: live cast we <laughs> yeah, don't specify which holiday it has to be
0: what is the, you have to answer in the form of oh, a yeah. the question
4: there was a question mark at the end i just <laughs> am a very bad
1: actor should i move on to the question but yeah I think we
0: thoroughly questioned that answer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's interrogate the next one. Question is: What is Saturday? <laughs> no. Nice. Okay, so questions. Um. What is your favorite piece of non-video game, video game-inspired media? Hmm. Oh, that's a hard one.
2: That was too many words. What?
1: What is your favorite piece of? I'd like non- to use a lifeline. <laughs> uh can i can i was it 50 50 can i split the uh can i phone a complete stranger (laughs) (laughs) okay so i
2: mean yeah but that's not advised
1: (laughs) so basically like video game movies video game books video game art tv shows comics like it's not a video game yeah the super mario brothers super show is not a video game but it's video game inspired
4: Ooh. I don't know if this counts, but, you know, being the Mega Man fan that I am, I have to have a Mega Man answer, obviously. But the Complete Works art books, and, and I don't know if this counts because it's really just taking concept art and official sketches and, and real-life things that already existed as part of making the game or promoting the game, and they just collect all of it. But I love seeing all of that art together in one place. is beautiful. And that's a book, and it's not actually a video game. So maybe that counts.
6: I mean, the... Uh question was rather vague i don't think Nolan's is going to be particularly picky
0: about our answer <laughs> like in the comments it's like no you answered the question wrong when you did <laughs> mention
3: video game movies it brought up something that i just remembered i saw a trailer i'm not sure if it's an actual thing that's going to happen though but i saw a trailer for uh Uh, Ratchet & Clank movie. I did hear about that.
0: I think that that is a thing that's happening. But again, like, you never know with the internet. But I'm pretty sure...
3: Yeah, because I can't even begin to list off how many, like, video game titles that I thought were actually going to turn into movies. Like, they had World of Warcraft,
4: uh... I'm still waiting for John Woo's Metroid.
3: Well, now that I bring the topic up, I can't remember all the ones that I had. (laughs) I think Legend of Zelda was on there, uh... Mega Man was one. Well, that one I believe they actually are doing. Oh, yeah. I remember because it was being made by Fox. And everyone was saying, oh, no. Because they didn't want it to be another Fantastic Four. Minus three.
1: Super <laughs> like fighting robot.
2: Mega Man.
6: Is this the singing podcast now? <laughs> no, that's the next
1: one. Yes. Ooh. Number 91, Lots the
0: singing do podcast. It. I'm on board oh. for that. I, I, I have yeah. my, I have my... Musical instrument already. Oh, yeah. like, uh, it's it a musical podcast. It's super cool. Well i super glad. What have I done? And then we don't stay on topic at
5: all. <laughs>
6: What have I done?
5: <laughs> so my answer Available
3: for download question, as a WAV file.
5: My, my answer to the question that Noah Lynch asked is probably collectible figurines. I'm a big sucker oh. for all the, the figures. And for Nathaniel's birthday, I got him the huge oh. Sigma figure with the billowing cape action. Yeah, it's pretty sweet.
4: okay. I might actually like my Mega Man X action figures more than my Mega Man X art book.
1: That's a good point. Like yeah, I forgot that they um, have stuff like that. We even used our
5: Doctor Wiley one with billowing lab coat action as our tree topper for our Christmas tree. <laughs>
4: we we didn't have a star or an angel. It was the next best thing. World domination from atop a tree is really. You know. <laughs> um, why didn't you use Starman? I didn't have a Star. I would love a Starman.
3: <laughs> wow, I know what I'm getting.
0: That's not Star. Mega Man! <laughs> you traitor! Yeah. It's a Starman, though. It's what happens to the Starman. You cannot deny that.
4: Well, and knowing my wife, she'd gladly put David Bowie on top of the tree, and then we'd have a different kind of Starman.
6: Can or, one of the, uh... or a Starman from Earthbound. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah.
5: We could just decorate our tree with various Starmen. <laughs>
3: We can do that next year. We can set up the tree right next to the cardboard box behind the game <laughs> company building. Just don't tell security.
1: No, Lynch will have a place to hide. In the Christmas tree right um, next to his um, box. <laughs> my current favorite
2: thing is my Majora's Mask necklace that I'm wearing right now because I like it a cartridge. lot. <laughs> no, um, it's just Majora's Mask, the actual mask. Cool. And That's then cool. I also have fabric sorority letters that. My my big and I got Pokemon letters with Red and (laughs) and Pikachu walking around. And we're going to get another set of letters, Triforces on them. It's going to be great. I'm excited. That's currently my favorite.
0: (laughs) Thinking about it, there's always the Mega Man, Ruby Spears cartoon that holds a special place in my heart. (laughs)
2: The Just,
6: definitive
0: voice acting for those characters. I mean, that's the whole reason Wiley has a German accent in pretty much any piece of media <laughs> that you see. Like any piece of fan media, Wiley has a German accent. That's not canon.
6: <laughs>
3: that
0: is purely from the Ruby Spears show. Also, Doctor Light being well, Doctor Light being British has been in a couple teams. Doctor Light was British in Captain Anne, But so was uh, Doctor Wiley. I think the same person voiced Dr. Wiley in Captain N and in the Ruby Spears.
4: I think it was one of the same voice actors in both shows, but I don't think they did the same character, but I might be thinking of somebody else well i
0: thought I thought the idea was that this person did British Dr. Wiley and German Dr. Wiley. Mm-hmm. that was the funny thing but i, I you're on something at least yeah th- there's there's some sort of similarity going on there.
6: I thought that Dr. Wiley in the uh... Captain N cartoon had like a German accent as well, although it's been a while since I watched that. So
0: I'm just I, this would have been something that I heard, not something that I don't, I didn't watch Captain N. A- I've never oh, watched I,
4: Captain. I watched that when it was on the air. Um, I ate up any kind of video game related to anything. You know, I love the Super Mario Brothers. Super what? Show, but yeah, the the couple of the voice choices were interesting. Like
6: you know, Mega Man, being, like Mega Mega. <laughs> and being green. He he's not green unless well, you have like be, depending certain on what weapons.
0: weapon he's using, but yeah. I don't
6: think there shape. was
0: I don't think there was yeah, I don't think there was a weapon that gave you those colors.
6: The sickly <laughs>
0: green. But to go a little bit more unconventional, there was the the Sonic X TV show that I remember. the Sonic X T V uh... show was the first show I ever binged watched. <laughs> it was I know it was Whenever Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts was coming out, because I watched it on the 4Kids website, because they just had all of Sonic X on their website, and that was the only commercial they would play, was the commercial for (laughs) Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. And it played it once at the beginning of the episode, once in the middle of the episode, and once at the end of every episode. So I'd have to watch it like – ah it was a i'd watch that a lot but i really enjoyed it at the time and it would be interesting to go back and try to watch it i do recall that chris the character chris was the most mary sue like thing i've ever seen in like actual media to to give you like this is all in the first episode so it's not spoiling anything but he is a, a kid who is his family is rich like incredibly rich he lives in a mansion. He has, like, two servants. His And he hangs out with his grandfather all the time. His parents are busy, but they make a lot of time for him. There's a general plot point that, like, oh, his parents are really busy. But, like, his parents are around actually a lot, so that doesn't quite work. And he's, like, best friends with Sonic the Hedgehog. And this kid still finds ways to complain about, like, everything in every episode. <laughs> It's like come on man and then there's a this is this is a little bit of spoiler territory but it's Sonic X so like I mean it's not that big but there's like a part where like cuz like the in the in the this is in the first episode but Sonic accidentally gets teleported into the real world quote unquote and that's like the whole setup of the show but like so there's a part where Sonic's supposed to go back or basically the world's going to end and Chris is like no I'd rather the world end than give up Sonic the Hedgehog, and then he steals Sonic, (laughs) and everyone has to go try to find him, because he can't give, his life is so terrible that apparently not having Sonic the Hedgehog around at all times would just destroy him. And it's like, you're that selfish. (laughs) That you would destroy the world just so that you could continue to hang out with Sonic the Hedgehog, something that no other person in the world has gotten to do,
1: are you saying that you wouldn't?
0: <laughs> well when you put it like that, <laughs> but aside from that, it was a great show that that was like one real i mean like as you as it goes on, Chris is like all over the place in the first few episodes but then like after you get past like the first arc there's kind of no reason to write him into anything so he kind of doesn't do anything so then it really just becomes like there's like in season two it's basically just the plots of Sonic Adventure 1 and Sonic Adventure 2 um in tv show form and then like it goes into like the aftermath of Sonic Adventure 2 which is actually kind of interesting because that's the one where like Eggman, over the course of the plot of Sonic Adventure 2, Eggman blows up half the moon, and then that's Thanks never for really spoiling something. I, I don't think it was that big a spoil. I think it was something that he threatened at the beginning.
6: And it's a Sonic game. I mean, who plays Sonic Adventure. But it's something that's never really
0: addressed in any of the other games, but in the show, it's like, yeah, it, it, they, like, address, like, how they fix the moon, and, like, there's whole plots about, like, dealing with that. And it's actually kind of interesting. To wrap that all up, Sonic X is a good show. That that has to do with video games. That and it answers it's on topic because it answers the question. Even though I spent most of the time complaining about Chris, I'm gonna <laughs> stop talking now.
2: I actually watched all of the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon from the 90s. The goofy one or the serious I watched it, one? I, I spent a lot the serious one. I spent a lot of hours on that one on my last day of finals, and I only had one final starting at five o'clock. I did not study at all that day. I just I just watched Sonic the Hedgehog. I don't even like I don't even like Sonic the Hedgehog that much. It was a very weird day.
4: <laughs> I was gonna ask if there were any other questions that no Lynch had or answers, unless I oh, was like a one <laughs>
1: Oh, boy. We should probably move on then. Is there any game that you have specifically bought an entire gaming system specifically for? For example, I got my Wii to play Rhythm Heaven Fever.
4: Well, any Mega Man game or any Metroid game is usually a selling point for me to get a new system or put it on my wish list usually. So whatever was one of the earlier Mega Man or Metroid games to be released for any given system is probably why I got that system.
1: In an odd turn of events, you know, it's funny to say that I bought a PlayStation 2 for a game, but that's to say that I bought a used PlayStation 2 halfway into the PlayStation 3 era because (laughs) I had bought... For approximately five American dollars, a copy of Front Mission 4, which then sat on my shelf for about six months before I said, you know, I really do want to play this game. (laughs) And then I went out and spent maybe $50 on a used PlayStation 2 and uh, played it. It was fun.
6: I bought a used PlayStation 3 pretty much specifically so I could play Metal Gear Solid 4. Not a bad choice.
0: I can't really think of anything that I bought a system specifically to play one game. Like there were certainly games that were like on my priority list to get once I got the systems, but it was never like I need to get this system just because of this game. It was u- usually I say that there needs to be like at least two or three games that I want for a system before I go into it. The the, the only counter to that I guess sort of is the 3DS, which I bought to have a 3DS because there weren't really any games for it that I wanted at the time. Three DS didn't have good games for a while. There was Lego Star Wars, and it was awful. You know oh, how the like Three DS? Yeah, the Three DS. You know how like this Lego games like have that sort of co-op feature, mm-hmm. or at least in the single player, you have like that the characters have different things that they can do, and you have to through the story mode, you have to make sure that your party of characters can get to the end. Right. And so you have to do things. Yeah, in Three uh, DS, there's no co-op, and you know how in, the like, the free play, you can hit, like, L and R? You can cycle whatever. through characters. Yeah, you can cycle through characters at will. You could just do that in the story mode. You just right. had, like, a certain selection of characters. And it was basically switch to the character that you need to solve this puzzle. Like, to solve this puzzle, it means do the thing that the character... Do that character's unique thing, and that's right. the puzzle. And then you are... You be the Jedi character... At all other times, because as long as you're tapping the B button, you are literally invincible. <laughs> like, nothing can, nothing will ever, like, kill you. You could just stand there and tap the B button. So it wasn't fun. I beat it 100%, though, because I didn't have any other 3DS games. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yay. Well, that's sort of where I was. Um, I injured my wrist a couple months back, and it, it took a long time to heal. But while I was doing that, I still wanted to play video games, but I didn't have that much that I, I could either play left-handed, because I'm right-handed and it was my right wrist, of course, or that required very little nudging. So like anything on the computer was mostly out, because that's intensive mouse work. So I was trying to find something that was very gentle and maybe turn based or something like that. So I had just gotten a 3DS um because my company has this really cool incentive system where you can recognize other people for a job well done and you get points. So it's it's sort of like, you know, any credit card that you have that you get points for spending and then you can spend it on a little like Amazon.com kind of warehouse thing. Like we have that system at work. And I had just had a, a milestone anniversary and Turns out it was enough points, I'm looking. oh yeah, cool, let me spend some stuff, you know, let me look at CDs, oh, I could buy a lot of CDs for the number of points I got for that anniversary, Uh, let me look at (laughs) Nintendo games, I could buy like five Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freezes, I don't really (laughs) need five of those, one would be nice, but let me see, a 3DS, and a couple points to spare, awesome. (laughs) So I got myself a new 3DS just because I could with the anticipation of eventually someday probably finding a game that I'd want to play for it. And I had, uh, what was it, Nintendo, I want to say Nintendo Power, that's not not it. The Nintendo Points? The, uh, oh, Club Nintendo that I had only just like a couple months prior discovered, oh, wait, this is a thing you can do. You can get free stuff just for doing what you normally do, buying games. And then they said, oh, by the way, we're closing this wonderful, magical paradise that you've just found. (laughs) So I quickly spent all of my uh, Wii or whatever, the (laughs) Nintendo points, just blew it all on 3DS stuff. So I got myself Radar Mission and TwinBee. Now, if you've seen the Q and A cola that we had recently about a game mechanic that utterly ruins a game, you know what I think (laughs) about Twinbee. (laughs) But I did try that while my wrist was injured because you can basically not do much other than tap a button every once in a while. So that worked out okay. And then Radar Mission is really easy because it's Battleship, so you're not, you know, you're you're not rapidly mashing buttons and do it's like uh you can actually put it on the table and play left-handed if you need to and it's all very nice and turn-based. So <laughs> that's where I got all of my uh, 3DS use out of is having an injured wrist. I'm like, "Oh, I got to play
1: something. These are easy." Did did you get a new 3DS? A new did, 3DS. Did you, you, okay, you got a new 3DS. Yes. As opposed to not a used Correct, as as
4: in a brand new New 3DS. Why did
0: they name it that? so it wasn't a used New 3DS?
4: No, it it didn't look like it. But interestingly, it didn't come with a power cord. I had to buy that separately.
2: Nice.
0: Does it not use the same um, power cord as, uh, or I guess if you didn't, I don't know if you had a 3DS before. No, I I didn't. Or a DS... Oh, I guess you probably did, then you didn't. DSi, that's the one. I
4: I jumped straight from the plain old DS to the new 3DS.
0: Right, it was weird, because it was, I think it was the DS and the DS Lite have the same charger,
6: Yeah, and then the
0: the DSi had a different charger, even though it played all the same Mm -hmm. games. And then the 3DS Charger was the same as the DSi Charger. But you'd think the split would be between DSi and 3DS, not DS Lite and DSi. But that's, okay, that makes sense. But speaking of uh, the, you were talking about playing with your left hand, and this is thematically appropriate, though I know you don't play Pokemon, so it's not helpful for you in particular. (laughs) But uh, there was a cool feature in some of the games where you could set it to, there was a mode called L equals A. Ah. and so I don't know if other games do this. Pokémon's just the one that I know of. But what you could do is like you could hold it in one hand and then D-pad and then you have A and you very rarely need to hit B in that game. So you can you can do it one-handed pretty easily like that. So it was Earthbound mode, <laughs> I yes. guess.
4: Well, we need to say farewell to Jeff. Yeah. Uh, but We're going to eject him out of the airlock now.
0: Yeah. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> <Hi>, Jeff. <laughs> uh speaking of uh, 3DS stuff uh Nathaniel you t- posted some something. exciting news yeah like okay. uh
4: so it's it's slightly old news now but uh if you were following me on social media at the time when this hit uh, you'll know all about it so capcom has a blog capcom being the people who make mega man and this year they came out with the mega man legacy collection and i did a live stream about, and i wrote about it for Game Cola and have been talking about it here and there. And then Capcom had a contest on their blog of, so you've played the Mega Man Legacy Collection, you know that we have challenge stages, which are taking bits and pieces of, of, of existing Mega Man games, of the first six NES games, and smashing them together, and you just jump from one section to the next. We're challenging you to put together your own challenge stage of between five and ten sections of any of the first six Mega Man games and submit them, and ten lucky winners will have their challenge stage featured in the 3DS version of the Mega Man Legacy Collection coming out in, like, January, February, March, somewhere early 2016. So, of course, I entered. And I was very excited about this, too, because the way they had it set up was the, the um, form that you filled out to contribute was an Excel spreadsheet that had um, slots for you to put in YouTube videos and the timestamps of, you know, someone playing through the Mega Man game that you're pulling from and what the start and end points were um, in that video for the section of level that you wanted to, which makes a lot more sense than saying, uh, you remember that one part of Mega Man 3 where there's like the Things flying at you, or I want you to do it there for like five minutes. Like, no, that would have been awful. So they they actually acknowledged their fan community and said, We know that people are making videos of Mega Man games, and unlike Nintendo, we're totally cool with this. In fact, we encourage you to go watch somebody's playthrough of Mega Man and pull the timestamps from it to show us what section of level you want. Well, I've been playing through the Mega Man games for several years and have been recording. Playthroughs for YouTube, so I kind of did a little bit of shameless self-promotion in the process when I put in my entry of
1: saying, "So
4: hey, at the uh, you know the five minute fifty second mark of uh, Nathaniel Hoover's Mega Man Five playthrough, let's do this." <laughs> and so uh, I set it off. Capcom reviewed all of their entries, and they and I was looking at the official contest rules, and it was funny because it was like uh, submission deadline is September twenty sixth or something like that, and they said. Winners will be announced between September twenty-fourth and twenty-eighth. I'm like, wait, how can you be <laughs> announcing winners before the contest even closes? And so I check back because I was a little concerned. I'm like, oh, maybe I didn't win. And then I check back and then they change the deadline. They're like, no, 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 o- October 2nd. We we were just kidding about that first deadline. I'm like, okay, I have a little bit of time. So I'm sitting there waiting and I sort of forget about it. I'm like, oh, well, okay, I didn't win. That's all right. I'm glad I entered. That was a lot of fun. I get an email in my inbox on like the second that says, from Like contest at Capcom saying, Dear Nathaniel, we're pleased to announce that your challenge stage has been chosen for inclusion in the 3DS version of the Mega Man Legacy Collection.
6: Yes! Yay! Yay!
4: And so I'm hoping that the vision that I have for it gets translated well, because I did throw in one monkey wrench. There is one thing that technically, if if I filled out the form correctly, should work, and it will be something nobody has ever had to do in a Mega Man game, but it's still possible, and that would be very exciting. Even if that doesn't work out, it should still be a fun challenge mode. Um, so I'm, anyways, that is my exciting news. Now I am extra happy that I own a new 3DS. I am slightly less happy that I'm going to need to go out and buy another copy of the Mega Man Like collection, thus upping my total of uh, the first six NES games to, like, six different varieties of how I own them.
5: <laughs> well, and all of your friends and family are going to have to go buy a copy of the right. game too, so that they can see the level that you designed.
4: See, this was a sneaky marketing ploy on Capcom's part, because I, you know, part of me is like, oh yeah, you know, reach out to the fans, get a chance to participate, but really, this is guaranteed you've got ten more people buying your game and all of their family members.
5: <laughs> I so, still I think should have submitted a level that was just ten instances of Charge Man back to back. <laughs> I, I, I think
0: the perfect level would be um, just a level comprised just of those um, those transition screens where, like, you know, there's no enemies, and the whole point is just to make it so that Mega Man comes out like of a certain section of this of this of the screen <laughs> where like you come in at the top and then you go like around a curve and then you come out like the bottom right because they wanted you in the bottom right for the yeah. next bit. <laughs> Just the entire entire <laughs> section of that.
4: Challenge surprise you all of a sudden.
1: It's the part of the level of uh, like Gemini Man where you're falling and the part of Flash Man <laughs> <laughs> <where you're> falling <laughs> You do that
0: too, yeah. Part of part of uh Part of uh, Mega Man 2, Where You're Falling, the castle stage. Or just,
6: like, oh, yeah. the boss hallways, just an entire yeah. stage. Like, oh, just go through all the boss
1: hallways. <laughs> just...
6: <laughs> what I'm also
4: excited about is, in order for them to have accepted my level, they needed to watch the videos to find out what the timestamps were and what stages I was talking about. So I can guarantee you that at least one person who works for Capcom has watched my Mega Man videos and maybe they'll take some of their, you know, the game design advice and, you know, say, "Oh, hey, this guy likes Mega Man. Maybe we should hire." Him. You know, like pipe dream way off there. Right?
1: <laughs> well, if nothing else, you probably made, you know, 8 cents off of the uh the video ads.
4: No, I don't actually have video ads on mine.
1: Oh. You missed out on the whole eight cents
0: uh, eight million more capcom employees watching <laughs> your videos and you could have bought an entire new 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 3ds
6: <laughs> is that the next incarnation of the 3ds the new the new, new new 3ds but the but the, oh, the first new is
0: spelled N U. oh
5: or just Gnu.
4: but i am i am very excited and i'm i'm you know every once in a while i'll poke fun at capcom for something but i am actually grateful that they are following through with what i see to be reaching out and paying more attention to their fans and trying to rebuild their reputation because over the last several years um there's been a lot of negative feelings and hostility toward Capcom from Mega Man fans at least for feeling totally abandoned and I feel like now they're really starting to pick things up and starting to look again at the fan community and saying, "You know what? We we do care. Please don't think that we don't care." Um and I'm I'm hoping that the fan community is gradually warming up to that too. So I'm I'm excited about this and, you know, where Mega Man and Capcom are going now. So I will say that. Thumbs
2: up. Yeah. It's a
0: good opportunity for them too, especially because all the hype that was generated by Night Mighty Number no. Nine that's kind of dissipating now as things get weird <laughs> with that. So they they kind of have, if they, if they're if they're gonna save it, this is the time to do it. Like people are wanting their Mega Man and some people are some people i again i'm i'm being diplomatic as i can because again it this is only stuff that i've heard and i haven't really been following it that closely but there are certain people who aren't getting the hype that they expected i suppose would be a good way to
4: put it one well, as i'm also finding as i'm uh, live streaming so i started up a um a new youtube channel Flashman 85 Live, a little bit of shameless self-promotion. And I've been doing live streaming on my Twitch channel, Flashman 85, of Mega Man fan games. And I will accept any fan game that people throw at me. And what I've been finding as I've been live streaming these fan games is that You really don't know just how good a job Capcom has done with the Mega Man series until you've started playing some of the other fan games. Because there are people who have really great ideas and have no idea how to execute them. People who have great game design instincts... But their graphics or their music are awful, you know, and just because it's usually like a one person project or a very small group of people, you need to be multi-talented and you need to just not, you need to not only just do stuff at all, you need to do it well for it to even begin to approach the level of quality that even the more mediocre Mega Man games reach. So I'm finding it's, it's really, really tough for the fan community to fill in for the official company
0: is there a, is there a fan game that you found that has i guess sticking with like just the classic series like is there a fan game you found that surpassed like if like you had a list of your favorite Mega Man games that included fan games would there be a fan game that was above an official Mega Man
2: game
4: oh absolutely um the and the thing you said classic series but really that's the only series that anybody's made any kind of fan games off of i know of one Mega Man X I, and I don't even think it's strictly Mega Man X. I think there's just Mega Man X and other stuff um, that is in progress right now, uh, I believe. But anyways, uh, of the ones that I've played, I I would actually recommend. Um, so we did the one Mega Man Christmas Carol game on uh, the live stream for the Oh uh, yeah, live that Pass.
0: that one's fun.
4: That was fun, and I like the second one as well. Um, that's a, a little bit of a bigger game, and so the Christmas Carol ones are fun, and those those feel you know very Mega Manish. And Rock Force, which I mentioned earlier, is Great because it completely understands what makes Mega Man fun, that it's this challenge of this is difficult, this looks impossible, but if I practice it, I'll get better, and there's a couple different ways that I can approach this. Um, So it's problem solving, and it's not just do this absolutely perfect every time, that there's a little wiggle room, some uh, opportunity to experiment with things, and lots of replay value. Graphics are good, music's fine, and you can play as robot masters from previous games, which is really exciting exciting um it's fun to run around on land as dive man or chuck around bombs as bomb man Um, so there's some really fun stuff that you can do i'm not as sold on the story and i really don't care for the final boss and the final stage is too long it kind of takes that um usual fan game route of oh well difficult just means super super long stage right mm-hmm. um so they, it's got a couple of drawbacks but for the most part i really like it it's a very well done fan game that's easily on par with a lot of the most well yeah a lot of the official games um and then one that's currently still in beta megaman 2.5d is really wonderful um and i'm i enjoy that one as well um what i've played of it and that one's still in progress. There's like two more stages, and I'm assuming fortress stages to go. So, anyhow, yes, I have played games that are on par with the good ones.
1: So, what's your favorite item slash concept that was popularized by a video game, like the ocarina in Legend of Zelda or Mega Man's blaster arm?
0: Those are like you listed all the things that I could think of <laughs> about. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, let's see, video game items, carts,
1: Mario Kart.
0: Those, I don't know if those were popularized Rings. by
1: Mark. Uh, Rings from Sonic.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
6: You're <laughs> really stretching it here, Jenny. Because everyone knows the whole wedding ring tradition didn't start until, you know, after Sonic. <laughs> okay, I got one for you. The Moai heads from Gradius.
4: <laughs> oh, so- yeah. We all know Easter Island, the giant stone heads, with the mystery behind them and in the Gradius Space Shooter series they're enemies that shoot donuts at you (laughs) glowing donuts when I was a kid I thought this was the coolest thing Donut spewing Moai heads in space was awesome, and so ever since I've had sort of a soft spot for them, and I actually have a a few different varieties of Moai head somewhere. You know, I've got a a cushy one that I keep at my desk at the office, and I've got a small little uh, half circle of them guarding the PlayStation Two games on my shelf. Uh, And and, yes, uh, my wife bought me a uh, a Moai head tie, nice gray. (laughs) You know, stone-looking. That's very cool. Um, and then she also made one. Uh, out oh,
5: yeah. Of... I made a metalwork one for you.
4: Yep. So there's a couple of them floating around the house. Fortunately not spitting donuts here, which is
6: what I want to buy. I mean, but if they did spit donuts, I mean, you got, like, a lifetime supply of free donuts now. Oh, free donuts. We oh, may need to leave so the podcast cool. and go get donuts.
0: ocarina is really the only thing I can think
4: of. Well, Tanuki <laughs> That's something that was in no one's vocabulary prior to Mario Three.
5: But is that an item that's become popularized? Well, I don't think that answers the question. The Tanuki
4: suit. So well, it says I, item slash. How, how
5: many is Tanuki it, suits
1: do you see? Because I don't see very many. You should come to my neighborhood sometimes. It does say item slash concept. Okay. Fair enough. I think, I, although I think, like maybe popularized is the uh, the. Now, are we
4: talking about just as a general thing, like, hey, I think this is fun now, or are we talking about something that was implemented in one game and then started to work its way into several other games afterwards?
1: Yeah, probably more the latter, because like I don't know about necessarily restricted to games, but I do feel like Ocarina wasn't really a thing that most people were like cognizant of. Before, mention this open. It's ocarina time. Thank you. <laughs> Next question. Yeah,
0: I, I, I think yeah. I forgot that we're we're still going through Nolan's question. We got nice. sidetracked on that a little bit.